Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to what is a very special episode of the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. We are one years old today, to the very day. Um, hey. <laughs> all around. Yeah, and you might hear more than uh, one response tonight. We've got a, a, a bumper crowd of correspondents. <laughs> Uh, we're welcoming back Ed Foley and Liam Price. Ed, how are you doing, Bert? Woohoo! Uh, yeah, good. Um, a fatherhood is a lot more uh, engaging than I expected it to be. <laughs> I mean, it's good, good. Not the uh, not the absent father that a lot of people are. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, very much there. But uh, yeah, other than that, good man. Just uh, been watching from the sidelines, unfortunately, but. Uh, Definitely keen to get back on for the one-year episode anniversary. Had to be done. Uh, and we've also got everybody's favourite Scarlet, uh, Liam Price. How are you doing, Matt? All good, Paul. Thank you for having me back. But uh been a long time. That's right. Long it's, time it, coming. Yeah, it's, it's part of our efforts to uh, diversify the pod's reach. We thought we were going to have to start including valleys west of the uh, Avon Valley. <laughs> and, uh, the best valleys. The best valleys. Yeah. Uh, and uh, here with me, as always, is uh, old Mikey S. Harris. How are you doing? All right, I not too bad. Just uh, just about stopped feeling sore after the weekend, but uh, I'm yeah. sure we'll come on to that. We will come on to that. Um, yeah, better get the admin out of the way because it might take a little bit longer than usual tonight. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at FL Rugby Pod. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Mikey is at Mikey S. Harris. Ed, are you still on Twitter there? <laughs> yeah, still creeping in the background uh, at Eddie Rugby E double D double Y. How are you, Biz? You knocking about? Yeah, at Biz nineteen eighty four. Biz nineteen eighty four. Show my show my age a bit there. Could just be your favourite number. Yeah. Well, yeah. always yeah. favourite book. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It was a vintage year, to be fair. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Something, um, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack up my birthday beer. I've got I've got a Madrid. Oh, well uh, done. Lager. I, I'm joining in with a the Korev. Yeah, Cornwall's finest. I don't normally drink while podding, but I thought it's a celebration. Uh, I don't normally drink on a Wednesday. Yeah, I think those days are long gone. But... Happy birthday, pal. Oh. Well, there we go. I think, I think we should have a rendition of Happy Birthday. Should we? After three. One, two. <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> no, uh, maybe I'll re-record the intro of this Forbidden Love Birthday podcast or something. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> All right, lads. Uh, yeah, shall we get cracking with the news? And I think that the big thing, um, you'll remember we started this podcast basically complaining about the look of the WIU board and the general shape of things. And, well, it would appear that after a year of moaning, we've it was all down to us. Yep. We've, we've, <laughs> we've caused the change we want to see in the world. So we've, we've got, well, shall I go through the new names and then we'll have a chat about what we think? They go can... on then. So I think announced back in the summer, Richard uh, Collier Keywood there, uh, UK managing partner and global, uh, global vice chair of uh, PricewaterhouseCooper. We've got... A new chief exec in Abby Turney. She's the first female chief exec at the WIU, director general of uh, HM Passport Office and UK visas and immigration. And uh, latterly, Andrew Williams, a Cardiff lad, one of the longest serving CEOs in the FTSE 100 over the last 20 years. And he's the independent non-exec director. Um, seems like he turned, well, I wouldn't say turned the fortunes around of a technology company, but under his guidance, it went from a 600 million pounds worth to an 8.5 billion so uh, Mike I'll start with you uh, these are the sort of people we need aren't they of course absolutely and um, uh, I'm sure that uh, I think we could all agree that an 8 billion pound injection into Welsh rugby is something that exactly the WNU needs right now um, I don't think it's going to be quite that simple <laughs> oh god no <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's, if you look look back at the narrative of what the WNU have wanted for uh, with all the incoming CEOs and, and the restructuring and wiping the slate clean and going top to bottom, the, the, the people from outside of the WIU that have come into it, it it's really been a shot in the arm for the, for the, the diversity of culture and background, which I think is, has been high on the agenda. Yeah. So it's, um, I think they're, they're going in the right direction with that kind of 
business. Yeah. Uh, Biz, if you come to you, but if uh, if you were in charge of the Welsh Rugby Union and you, let's just say hypothetically, let's, let's play fantasy rugby, you had eight and a half billion quid to spend. What's your first move? Uh, you can't you can't send it all to Slatley, right? I can't. Think. No, no, no. <laughs> Caveat, you can't send it all to Slatley. It's, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we've, we've been asking for this for a long time. And it's a step in the right direction. But it, you can't help be cynical and be negative because of what they, they've done in the past. Now, we want the game funded properly. And it needs to be funded properly for, for it to be a success. And when you've got the WRU prioritising hotels and skywalks over over your own teams, it's, it's difficult to see where they're going to change things. Does that make sense? Oh, totally, yeah. Um, I, I think the whole, uh, as, as you said, it's, it's maybe not just the figureheads at the top. I mean, you'd like to think their guidance will be better. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately below the top there are still the the cogs and the gears that have always been there i guess it's a matter of getting those all playing the same tune as the people at the top now i suppose yeah. you can have as much money as you want but if it's not going in the right direction this is worthless yeah yeah it's and it's it's like i say it's 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 from the top down and um you've only got to look at you know you look at twitter and you look at people what people are saying people's always comparing us to Ireland and comparing us to Scotland. Do we need two teams? Do we need four? Do we need three? It's always a, a question behind it. But when you've got the Irish teams putting more money into their academy teams and their academy structures than the regions have got for their first team, you know, there's there's such a disparity between them. It's, you know, you need, you need them properly funded and that's the end of it. Yeah, um... Ed, coming over to you, but uh, so back in the summer, Richard Collier Keyword did say, a lot of people have told me Welsh rugby doesn't have a strategy. Uh, he went on to say, if a lot of people say it, then a lot of people must think it. Um, and he goes on finally to say, it's not just about creating a strategy, but also communicating it to people. Um, how, how important do you, do you think that would be for, for Welsh rugby, a clear strategy, a goal? Uh, yeah, it would be a huge like um, a shift from what we've experienced uh, previously, and it's like Biz said, uh, you know, the WIU have tried to plaster over the cracks with a hotel and a and a roof walk, and they're trying to sort of stem the money loss with short term injections rather than investing in the game, which will bring back crowds, which will bring more long term cash um but yeah if he if he can reassure the welsh public or the welsh rugby public of of what the wru's plan is going forward and what they want to achieve and how they're going to do it and just be black and white about it then it'll it'll give a lot more faith back into the welsh welsh rugby public in the wru and that's only a good thing open question then open question here what do you all think the WIU strategy was previously. <laughs> team wheel, team wheel, boys. Well, apart, apart from not getting caught, yeah, I think it's, it's been there's a lot of focus <laughs> been on, on on team wheels, haven't it? Like, and sort of, and it's, it's you know, the, the phrase papered over the cracks has been papered over as well. Um, <laughs> but I think that's we're all focused on, on the shop window, and you could say rightly so in some cases, but you know, when you haven't got anything to put in that shop window, then, then panic station. The strategy has been hit and miss, hasn't it? it like I say, the, the success of the national side has massively papered over the cracks. You know, you, you've only got to look at, you know, the the team wheels, the, the, the mainstays, people like Liam Williams, like Gareth Davis, Lee Halfpenny. Over the years, they haven't played hang on, that hang many on. games. Were they all... Uh... Sort of from the Clashley region, or is it? Yeah, again, you, you look at Liam Williams, he went from region to region, you know, and he played as many games for the Cardiff than he did, did for, for us when he came back. Two. And yeah, exactly. And and, and, that's, and that's it. The, the, the Welsh players are cotton wool, and you need a product to sell. You know, yeah. I've, I've been to Gloucester twice this year. 
where they've had t- two sellout games against Bath and against Leicester. Mm. The place is full, and you've got World Cup winners on display. Andre Pollard, th- three weeks ago, was lifting, you know, the the World Cup up. You know, you got players like Zamet, you got players like Santi Carreras, and you you got big name players that are on show week in week out. And then you go to the URC, and you look at the squads that are available to Wales, the Welsh teams at the moment. There isn't a product to sell at the moment. You you got Welsh derbies that used to sell out with weeks and weeks in advance. And now, you you know, this weekend's looking at a sell-out, but last weekend was nowhere near. No, you, there has to be a product to sell. You're absolutely right. And I mean, you look at the team, the Ospreys were sort of forced into fielding as well. There was, you know, yeah. it was it was bare-bone stuff. I mean, the, the cynic in me would say that the WRU strategy was to, uh, for a hostile takeover of the regions, basically. Uh, that's <laughs> a, a, to turn them entirely into their own playthings. Yeah. But, but you look at the players that the regions used to be able to attract, you know, the, the players that have come and gone over the years. And then, again, obviously, I know I'm referencing the Scarlets, but the, the two players that we've signed this year, um, Teddy Leatherborough and Charlie Titcombe, both come from uh, left for uni. Mm, and, that, yeah. and, that's, and that's where our, our regions are at the moment. They're yeah. looking... You, they're you looking say in that. The, go on. You say, like... <laughs> Not every player's wanted to be here. I mean, it's well documented that much Bobby Bobby Skinstad didn't want to be here. Yeah. And, and then, again, that, that's because there's no product to to attract them. But, but this was a while ago, like before all this nonsense kicked up, when the regions, right, maybe the Dragons were still not doing terribly well. But it's, it's, a, it's a valid point that the, the players got to be there. Like, I mean, you look across. I mean, there's been you know, look at Jonah Lomu, look at um, Ben Blair, you look at Steph Tablanche, Tommy Bow, Nicky Walker. I was about to say I was about to say so like so I, I was born in 1986 right and, and 10 years before that um, you know Gareth Edwards and Barry John were knocking about I'm just thinking oh, Ed you know when you were talking about rugby before Forrest was born to Forrest when he's older you could be like yeah well you know in 2013, Percy Montgomery was played for the uh, Dragons. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's, it, it is like, and it's one of my biggest regrets not like making more of an effort when John Aluma played for, for Cardiff to like go and get a signature or a photo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it, it, you know, those players play for these regions mm. in our recent timeline. And, and, and now you look at the dire situation that the regions are in and it's it's like biz said you know like who who are the players they're signing we've got like a curry uh curry cup 10 who's turned into a good player but like you know we used to sign like someone said ben blair yeah. uh you know we we used to have like xavier rush mm. the the new zealand ginger assassin portito yeah the, 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 <laughs> the best that you're gonna get really is you might end up stumbling across players who are better than we thought they were and you might end up stumbling across players who have got a lot of heart but ultimately aren't going to get the knockout stages of the URC or the uh, fucking hell nowhere near the knockout stage of the Champions Cup like you, you, you could say but yeah. like the boys the Ospreys are just signed from South Africa from the Cheetahs in South yeah. Africa I, that yeah. kind of calibre if they were any good they'd be, they'd be picked up by the bigger teams in South Africa yeah. and, I, and, that's, and that's the and that's the crux of it. Like we used to be able to attract them players to the to the teams, and now it's, I'm not saying we can't attract them, but the money isn't there to be able to. It's wild, like isn't it? Like this, Welsh rugby's like if you're in the rugby world, you know what Wales is. Um, it's got a history, and the fact that we're unable to attract players because ultimately it's financial to yep. play in Wales is it's fucking shit. Isn't it? But then, what do the regions do? Because yeah. we're governed but, by the but we're governed by the Wales Rugby Union, and we they're basically there to look after the Welsh Rugby Union players, yeah. which puts us at a massive disadvantage to the, everyone else because our players don't play enough games. The, I think. The, 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 sorry, go on, Mikey. So my, my my thoughts on it are like you know the, the regions looking after the players. <laughs> Shouldn't be uh, the regions looking after the players for the national team? Shouldn't it be the national team looking after the regions for the benefit of the players? Exactly. It should be. It should be symbiotic. It should, so this this sort of standoff between the WIU and the regions, it, it, 
in a perfect world, it doesn't have to be pick a side, boys. It it's the success of one feeds into the success of the other. Yeah, I mean, you look at the New Zealand model where the players are centrally contracted. That that's got to be the goal for for the benefit of. Okay, yeah, we go back to what we said about about Team Wales, but I think the New Zealand model would copy and paste into Wales quite well. I'm not saying the island's model would copy and paste into Wales quite well. I don't think that fits. I see New Zealand's model fitting better. If we had to pick a model to 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 to, to run with, like you've got the island model, the New Zealand model, and then you've got the sort of Scottish-Italian model. I don't even know that model. It's two clubs, like, you know, a two-team two structure. Like, But, you know, they... In, in Scotland and Italy, we see they lack the depth. In New Zealand, they've got 30, 40 players who would come in and the All Blacks at a trice and, and still perform the best. In, in Ireland, they're using one one club to feed one country and the rest of the team. In, one team, in, in, one Ireland, team in Ireland, Leinster put more money into their academy system. I read the other day that they, they put something like 10 to 14 million pounds a year into their academy system. Players don't even get into the first team until they're like 24, 25, unless they are huge prospects. And, well, I don't think that's a bad thing, really. The no, 24, 25 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it isn't, but like say, look at that. When our regions at the moment are currently operating on 5 million a year just for your first team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like Alex Mann has got the most ironic name ever because he's he's a child. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's been parachuted in Cardiff's back row this year. But I feel like he's almost played yeah. every every bloody minute at the blindside. Um, this 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 is this isn't a new thing either. We had Tom Pridey playing when he was seventeen. Mm. I, 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 I've, I've got a conspiracy theory on Pridey. See, I remember <laughs> Gatlin capping in at a time where Wales weren't doing too well, and I feel like he needed a distraction that week. And I feel like he needed like something <laughs> wild to happen to take the heat off him a little bit, and that's why Pridey got like two caps at you, and then that was the end of that. Like. And, and it's, it's not the first time either, like, is it? It's like you've seen this with George North as well, but obviously George North was a different beast to Tom Brady. Oh, that first, but, that first George yeah. North cap was like, yeah, this guy's going to score our tries for Wales. Yeah, yeah. and no, he's yeah, gone yeah. on to prove everyone right. But like, the, the, the mantra in Wales for a long time is if you're old enough, you're good enough. I don't, like, they're saying like, <laughs> you know, Irish players don't get the, into the Leinster first team until they're like 24, 25, and that's if they're good enough. See, you truly, there's there's an element of being able to prove yourself it's, first. We we seem to open a can of worms every time we make a comment because you look at that then, right? And then when you go down to the age grades in Wales, players aren't playing enough rugby. You look mm -hmm. at youth yes. team rugby in Wales now. If you're signed to an academy, you're playing about five games a year at the moment, and. If yeah. you're not, if if the re, if the regional academies haven't got a game, they're not even allowed to go back and play for their clubs. Yeah, no, it's, it's, true. it's true. So, like, um, you look at a Cardiff RFC team sheet on the weekend, and um, I think it's Cardiff Rugby Life. I might be wrong on Twitter. They do a little helpful thing of is that player like a Premiership player, an academy player, or or a first team player? And most yeah, weeks, I've seen that, yeah. it, there's no academy or first team boys in there. It is all just. Cardiff RC club players, but we know that in the academy there are players who aren't getting games. Yeah. It's like you look at Merthyr Youth, successful youth team up there at the moment. And as soon as any of their boys are picked up by by the Dragons, they literally go from playing four games minimum a month and down to one one maximum one. And that's only when the program's going on. I do feel like So what are they doing in the middle? They're not. They're not doing anything. They're training and that's it. I, I do feel like this is borne out sometimes in a lack of rugby intelligence. I mean, so I, I think it's why quite often players from overseas do quite well up here because, like, they just seem to make the right choices. They seem to know what rugby things are going to happen rather than... How, because they've played more rugby. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Um, coming back to the old enough thing, I, I, this is worth repeating. I was listening to uh, Blood and Mud on, on the way home today. And uh, somebody said about Welsh, that whole Welsh thing, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And they expanded it from, uh, well, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And if you're not good enough, you're old enough anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> We've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Awesome. Right, boys, I mean, we could flog this horse until it's even dead. Then is there anybody got anything to add on that? 
More rugby, please. More professional clubs. Scrap the regions. Get back to the, <laughs> let's fully, fully fund the EDC when it comes into it. Let's get Ponty to battering Cardiff again. <sighs> it, it has happened. Like, you can even look back through history. Like, there was, there was a couple of times in the 90s. I loaded on to them until, until days of yore. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's always fun at Sardis Road, I've, I've, as, we, as we found out house, earlier, earlier this house season. House of pain. House, house of pain for many a team, including the Sletley, don't they? <laughs> including their own home fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do have a even, well, we've got quite a small, I guess, relative piece of news. Uh, George North is off to pro die de. <laughs> Uh, he's off to pro- like that. <laughs> well, I mean, they want Welsh players there now. Like, the... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically yeah. the Welsh Premiership <laughs> scattered broad across all the clubs. Like, and I forget where I'm. What's his name? Um, um, Ross Moriarty are gone, but I'm mean, only gone to the same place as Sam Davis. Uh, Sam Davis is in Granada. No, no. I think. I yeah. think uh, Moriarty's a breathe. Uh, breathe, yeah. Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost certain there's somebody at Poe. Um. And yeah, now uh, Georgie boys in Provence. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the Ospreys set up shop in France. And <laughs> no, look, that, that didn't work, right? It's playing them under the stoop didn't work. Maybe, it was never going to work. Maybe they've sent North there as like a little scout. You know, it's like, all right, what's uh, well, you know? It, it it leads on from our last bit, though. You know, you look at the f- French rugby; it's 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 thriving. You got. Pretty much full houses every week in 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 the top fourteen and in Pro D two, you know, is the I think the the revenue they make from TV deals is out of this world. The difference mm-hmm. being though, like it comes to the people putting the pound across the, the euro across the gate stalls. There's lots more people in France to yeah. appeal to. Yeah, but and, and, that's, <laughs> yeah. and that leads back to the fact that the URC. Is a good competition, and you see good games, but it's not good for us as teams. Mm. You know, when when you're playing teams in South Africa, Italy, you're not getting the away fans through the gates. The other thing yeah, is, man. I mean, like, fuck it out. Like, you know, you, you're going to be on an economy flight to South Africa yeah. once a season. <laughs> like, and the South Africans bless them. They're on economy flights to Northern Europe two or three, four times a season. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it, 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 if you're a Cardiff fan, if if we were part of a say an Anglo Welsh league. Would you go to every West West Country derby? I, I would yes. try my ass off to go exactly. to watch like exactly. Brist- to Bristol, Bath, potentially yeah. Gloucester, Exeter, hundred percent. Yeah, like and, it's, and it's, that's it's, what I mean. it's, it's, it's more on the cards like than like so. Um, my, uh, Kate, my partner, her her family's uh, from various different parts of Ireland, um, and we've got Ulster in Ireland in April, but like. We we are thinking of going, and it's like we we have to plan for like six months, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if, if it's bath, I can decide on the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's, and, it's, and that's it. It's jump in the car and go like any, yeah, or on the train or or, or whatever. Like, but uh, yeah, this sounds quite good. Biz, it's a nice little cheeky weekend away in Newcastle, is it? See, why not? Why you, not? You, I know you like your trips. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Well, any chance coming to, up soon. Any chance of jumping on a plane there? Okay, uh, exactly. I, I, did, I did get sent uh, a package deal for Cardiff Racing 92 today. A fucking tempting. Oh. You're not uh, going, you? It's one of those ones, see, Racing, because it's Paris. It's easy enough to do off your own back. I was going to say, I did myself. Whereas, I, like, did, I did Racing. When I went to watch Breve last season, like Breves and asked to get to, like, and so the package thing really helped. Yeah, I think I think if it, I'd love to go to that stadium, but if I was that desperate to go, I think I'd uh, I'd do it on my own steam. I think Pro- probably the best arena stadium that I've ever been to. Even the picture takes my breath away. I mean, Ed, I've shown you that picture a hundred times of the, the Land yeah, of Fans Arena. Uh, we were always saying, "Oh, if we ever get wrestling in in a, in a group stage, we've got to go." And it's, yeah. it's just happened when I've just had a kid. And just moved house. Yeah, I just moved out, so I've, I've suddenly got a twenty twenty two mortgage instead of a you know twenty nineteen mortgage. So, yeah, I don't know if I yeah. uh, don't know if I make the trip to Paris this year. But there we go. No. I'm I'm off to Clermont now in oh. uh, in uh, January. Oh, glorious! Oh, we'll get her. Have you, have you been yeah. before? It's, it's okay. I'm in Clermont, so I've done what have I done so far? I've done Breve, uh, Breve, Breve Bayonne, yeah, Breve, Bayonne, Toulon, and Rastin. Oh. So I've done them so far. Clermont is the next on the list. 
in January. Calling you lepers. Honestly, guys, the the French trips are the best. They're class, eh? They're just unreal. Like it's a different life out there. And it's mad, like because like Breve has basically got the population of Ponty, and yeah, like I mean, the trip we were on, Gareth Edwards was on the trip with us, and like people were stopping him in the street, you know, just locals like. Like there's yeah. a fucking like Gareth Edwards here. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you probably won't get out of Swansea. No, no. Just, just, the the, um, the places we I've been to as well are massive rugby rugby villages towns. You know what I mean? And they just embrace everything about it. Everything about it. It's just in Bayon. I met the chairman of the of the of Bayon Rugby Club, and he yeah. took us to a, a, a ham museum. <laughs> you know what I mean? Genuine, it's just you can't write these stories. It's it's, it's the best place to go for a rugby trip, by far. <laughs> it sounds likely. I mean, it sounds like you're applying for a job on Wishua Hugh with Judith Chalmers. I, I tried and failed. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you were travelling? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Excellent. Perhaps, perhaps she doesn't. Perhaps she doesn't like any pizza. I don't know. Oh, silly girl. <laughs> we we'll, uh, let's let's get on to last weekend then. Um, I think the big game of the weekend was our very own Mikey Harris's return to action. First question, Oof. Mikey, how long were you out of the game for? Oh, it's been a while, boys. Yeah. Um, I think I last played, I played one game last season early on um, against Plant the Second. And after that, it's been like nothing. Tried to get training, couldn't do it. Too busy, lots of lots of stuff outside your rugby going on, which couldn't be helped. I made some commitments as well, which stopped, which I wasn't able to get to rugby as well. And also with the new stuff going on, commitments outside of school and 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 the rest of it as well. So a time was was um, a premium, like, and um, I had a bit of a project project reset. I'm sure we view that a lot, and um, I reset my own sights. So I think um, after playing Saturday, it's um, it's back on, boys. Uh, and the, the net result of this was, it sounds like Anis Abul were the uh, recipient oh, they, of your they, they, newfound enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. They did not <laughs> like it up. Um. <laughs> How long did you uh, last on the pitch, Michael? Huh? Well, it was a threat of 80. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, a threat of 80. Because we, we went passive in the end, because um, they, they only had two props as well. Uh, so... Um, they went passive before we went passive, and then, like you know, yeah, we've discussed this around rugby before. As soon as it goes passive, we are at the game. It's not for us. Speak for yourself, Michael. Oh, so yeah, I, I, I come, al- I come alive when it goes passive. Yeah, because yeah, you only because yeah, uh, as you because you just can't scrimmage game. Let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, like you know, it, it was tw- twenty minutes to go, and it was like you know what, I dip it over the first hour, yeah, great, great one, let's, let's come off, let's make some way for the rest of the, of the guys in the squad to, to have a goal, like, because there was boys on the bench biting to get on, like, so, um, you know, far be it for me to stop them wanting to, to come on and, and have their own impact, like, and, um, which was a bloody, bloody good fun, and, um, enjoyed, and, uh, looking to go training tomorrow night, uh, so we're glad we're doing the pod this evening rather than tomorrow evening, hmm. and then, um, I'm a little bit too busy to play on Saturday, so, uh, let it go till next weekend, and, uh, Nice little dust up with Red Velen come in. So are you. Oh. Did I tell you about um mm. when I made my one and only appearance against Red Velen? And you, you know it's like sometimes with uh seconds rugby, you, you occasionally you'll come across somebody who's a first player who's been out for a while. Could be injury, could just be they mm. got a bit bored and they easing their way back in. Uh the winger marking me that day uh had just done time for GBH. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and what yeah. a lovely guy you were as well, oh, no doubt. Like, big, you know, big, a genuine old, big old boy, yeah. like, proper athlete. Like, <laughs> welcome to Valley's rugby week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he got he got on the score sheet a couple of times that day. Um, yeah, before uh, teams, sorry, teams before Zoom beats us. And should we do should we do the short one first? Let's do Dragons losing to Sharks before we uh, go on to the Derby oh. and Cardiff Stormers. Um, Christ, it was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> like, I watched, I, I watched little bits and bobs of it, like, and there were shades. It didn't seem like the dragons were allowed to attack much. Not saying there would have been much attacking going on if they had more opportunities, but they seemed to score reasonably well when they had them opportunities. I um, 
I do worry about next week because they got a lot of injuries in they? Yeah. Um, they, they, they're practically about to fly off on tour now. <laughs> Will, on, on that point, Will Reed being clear, class, does it clear this fit? Oh, to, okay, that's good. Play. Poor Will Reed, I see. <laughs> yeah. it, was either, it was either Will Reed or there's a guy in their coaching team who plays outside off for Newport who yeah. uh, was on the book. We, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, there is it all there. Yeah, he was uh, mooted about um, having a run out. I mean, desperate times calls for desperate. Desperate measures. Even Di Flanagan has played 10 in his day, right? So, I mean, if he's really desperate, right? Now, saying, oh, Di's a great player. Like, Di was a great player. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would have put his boots on for the cause. I mean, this goes well, back. Mikey, there. Sorry, go, go on, Ed. Your boots, your boots back on yourself, Mikey. So, you know. I have. Yeah, it's a generation thing. I think um, a couple of older messages went flying around the old social media. And, uh, one of the guys I used to play with as well, he uh, dropped dropped a comment saying, "Oh, well done, boys." Uh, to me and me and my buddy Lloyd played as well. Shout out, uh, Jan played for a long time as well. So it was like the boys are back in town kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> and um, he said on social media, uh, "Yeah, uh, well done, boys." And I said, "Right, come on, you turn." Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, only if Matthew plays as well." Oh, so it's all back, boys. Yeah, not happening. Like not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I, uh, I, I've had my one and only ever concussion, and uh, that was enough for me. That was, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, Ed, I guess uh, bring you in on this. Like, it, it go- kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, doesn't it? That like playing on a different continent for two weeks out of the year just causes all these problems. So, like, I mean, if Dragons were back in the UK, for example, they could just call on an academy player, right, or somebody, rather than flying somebody out. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you know. <laughs> What what other sport in the world has league matches the other side of the world where a team can't like you know due to injuries just can't call people up? It's just it's baffling and um, like to even consider in a professional team that you would put your coaches into play. It's just I don't know. It's just it's rugby all over. It's URC all over. Yeah, that's why it's like- Welsh rugby all over. And it's, it seems like sort of like, you know, like you see us a lot in second team rugby, of course, like, oh, can we borrow one of your players? We're yeah. a bit short. Oh, that's what Scarlett had to do last year when they were down there. Okay. They had to call on, um, yeah, they had to call on Mike Phillips. And they had to call on, um, not, it might not have been last year, but they had to call on Mike Phillips and um, Herschel Young. I remember that. He, he, had, uh, he had a game. Christ. And, and that's, that's what happens. You literally beg, steal, and borrow a few players just to, just to, Play the game, Nick. Well, Cardiff supporters, Cardiff supporters Club are running a two-week trip to South Africa next spring. So yeah, I might go on that, take my boots, and uh, you know, if uh, <laughs> yeah. if the yeah, commando goes down, you know, <laughs> next cab off the rag, boys. Like, big like Matt, Matt, Matt. I, I I've had a couple of games in <laughs> for the seconds. Yeah, me, please, yeah. me, 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 me. I, I know the cost. I know the cost of living up there is a lot lower than it is over here. But you've got to wonder how sustainable are their teams as well, because you well, look yeah, at oh, the, yeah. the crowds, and they're a lot less than even over here. Um, those, so those we're ones, worrying. And those big stadiums look shit how, as well. How can they function? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how can they function? I, mean, I suppose none of us can have got the factual figures or can remember what, what it was like when them teams were playing in Super Rugby. What were the what were the pull for the crowds like exactly. then? Of course, they, they look at they were watching. All Blacks and Wallabies then. There was something on Twitter this week that you could get a ticket for the Stormers for £3.50. Super Rugby's an odd... I still can't get to it, it was always an odd one with crowds, wasn't it? The crowds were never that big. Um, I, I, I feel like they were always making their money off, you know, they, they always had, like, these huge kit launches and they had, like, good TV figures. The actual gate receipts were never that good because it was a bit of a global... Because like, like, people were paying Sky Sports subscriptions and waking up at 7 in the morning to watch them in the UK, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I suppose then again, like, you know, they are playing in big stadiums. You look at well, the Hurricanes in Wellington. They are playing in the Sky Stadium, yeah. more affectionately known as the Kicked In. Yeah. But, like, that's that's a massive stadium. I mean, you, you go up to uh, to Eden Park in Auckland as well. That's another massive stadium. But but they, they, they the All Blacks take their games around as well. They play out of Wellington. They play out of Auckland. They play out of Hamilton. They play out of um, Waikato. So... 
I mean, the, the other thing is New Zealand's. <laughs> and they will be played out <laughs> 20 times the size of Wales as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, the, you know, the population size, you know, the sheep to sheep to person ratio is pretty similar. But the same, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> most important metric as well. Right, on that, lads, let's, uh, yeah, let's break there then. We'll come back, uh, we'll finish off the weekend and have a little look at next weekend as well. So we'll see you in a bit. Ta ra. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, as promised, we're now going to talk about uh, Cardiff versus Stormers straight off the bat. Mikey, we was there. We were, and we had a lovely picture with Bruiser. Well, we did it all, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, I, I, I was, I was against Cydia. I, uh, I don't, I don't send a stupid oh, interactive you, mascots. You, but, uh... you, you, you were, you enjoyed it. You were <laughs> against it. You enjoyed it. You were there for it. Leave it, leave it to the uh, the kids. I say, um, it was oddly good, wasn't it? Um, it was, it was this time last week. I yeah. remember saying, um, "Are the only Welsh victories this season going to be against other teams?" And well, one week passed, and uh, that proved not to be the case. So, Ed, as the fellow Cardiff representative of the pod, did, did you manage to catch the game? Hello. Uh... Yes, in between watching Forest, so uh, I was a bit distracted, but um, I I really enjoyed it. Like <laughs> it, it, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was just nice to see some sort of intent. Um, there were moments that seemed a bit uh, iffy, but you had to remember who we were playing against and the players we did have, but. Uh, uh, I really liked uh, Mackenzie Martin at the end. Yeah, um, coming off the back of the scrum uh, after after Seb's uh, boot ahead, he was so lucky that um, the Stormers uh, fall back dropped that as well. <laughs> but uh, Mackenzie Martin's uh, pick and go after back of that scrum, you know, he he really made some yards there, uh, set up the attacking uh, platform to get that try at the end then as well. So Ed, you you said um, that, um, but you, yeah, it was great. Really enjoyed it. You you were watching with the sound off, I believe. So you got the same sort of experience that uh, Mikey and I had towards the end of the TMO. Um, Mikey, when we crossed the line and got called back, I thought, oh bloody hell, here we go. And the ref's yep. body language upon awarding yeah. the try, I thought she was going to disallow it. What, what were I, yeah, you thinking? Yeah, similar, similar thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly the same. She she didn't look confident. The, sorry, generalize it. The referee didn't look uh, confident in the in, in the ability of the decision making going on and what was available to her at the time. It was weird, wasn't it? Because like so, because yeah. we we couldn't hear what the question was, but it, it sounds like on a, on a no. rewatch that it, it was um, on feelishism. Try anything to overrule. Um, oh man, it was hard work. Uh, Biz, did you catch it on the telly at all? Yeah, so I thought she said on-field decision wasn't a try. All right. So, so her on-field decision wasn't a try because she couldn't see a ground in, mm. and that's what she was asking. She was asking the TMO to check to see if he could see a ground in, and it wasn't until the last angle that he was shown that you could actually see a ground in. It was. Uh, it was so lucky. <laughs> so yeah, they were, the on the on field decision was actually a no try. So if we hadn't seen that last angle, then it probably would have been ruled out. But, uh, I tell you, I tell you what, I am encouraged by. I mean, we've we've sort of been a bit shitty towards the South African inclusion here, but actually, quite a few uh, Bok fans knocking about, don't they, Mikey, on the North Terrace? There was there was a very good crowd, and uh, I think we were chatting about this down there, weren't we? Like, um, you know, it's, it's quite a novel thing for people based here from South Africa mm. to be able to sort of I mean we're not just in Wales but in you know you could go as far as London yeah. like you know it's, it's, it's nothing to jump on the train at at three four o'clock in the afternoon and and get the last train back like mm. which is much different to uh to, to trying to, to follow a team around a much bigger country like South Africa yes it's a good point actually um I, I don't think we'll dwell on it too much I, I it was it was nice I thought I thought the atmosphere was pretty good down there um, but I suppose the game of the most interest for Wales 
uh, rugby followers was Ospreys Scarlets. Biz, uh, what, what's your sort of immediate thoughts in, in the aftermath of that? And it's a good night for me. Cheers, guys. It's. I was talking to Mike, Mike earlier, and um, what, what I like seeing from the other regions at the moment is that there's there's something about them that they're, they're trying to get the results. And don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not saying that the Scarlet players are, are not putting any effort in because they, they, they obviously are. But you look at the final product on the field, from an outside perspective, they don't seem to be... God, they seem to be going through the motions rather than, you know, than anyone else. You look at the, the, the Cardiff game. You know, they, they ground that game out. They, they they wanted it so much. You look at the Ospreys players, the intensity that they hit the rucks with, you know, the, the, they, they just looked like they wanted it so much more. I will say. And that's what's disappointing from us at the moment. Even when Dragons beat Ospreys a couple of weeks ago as well, like the Dragons intensity seemed quite fierce yeah. as well. Like there was, there was a desire. Exactly. That, I, think, I think you're right. You I, see I, that I, in the... I feel like I have picked up on a flatness at Scarlet's. Yeah, and and you again. I'm not one of these people to jump on the bandwagon and get you know call for the coach's head and stuff like that. You know, Peel's obviously a good coach, and I, and I don't want to see him leave. But then you look at what Blackett did towards the end of last year. Mm. You know, they he, he brought a different sort of game to the to the team that we did we did really well towards the end of the season. You know, after a poor start again, and then we just seemed to have regressed back to where we were at the start of last season. Now the black is left again. And he, yes. and he took two years to pivot back to get it right. Yeah. And it took it, it's taken, it's, it'll probably take the same time now. If, if, if Dwayne Peel is still in charge, you know, come this time next year, things start seeing and, again. And, and you look, do you want to start that again with the coach? Looking, yeah. And you start looking at the money issues that, you know, we, we go back to that again. And you look at the players that, you know, we've got down there, you've got um, Jonathan Davis, Scott Williams, uh, Wynne Jones, you got Samson Lee, who Ryan hasn't Elias. played a game for so long, mm. you know, and and these players are on big money. And, Ken's, you know, Ken's still pulling a wage. Exactly. You know, and, and the, I read yesterday that them players alone I've just named are on a third of the budget. Mm. So, you know, we can't keep carrying players like that. We need players to, you know, I don't mind bringing youngsters to if, if, if it means that, you know, it's going to go somewhere. But... You know, I'm not saying they're over the hill or anything like that, but I think we've we've kept on the players a lot longer than we should have, and it just seems so flat there at the moment. It just can't generally can't see where our next result comes from. The um the scary thing from my point of view is this was happening at the start of this last season. Then he came to the Arms Park and won. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that seemed to be the catalyst for the fucking turnaround. That's, like, well, that's what's coming the, this weekend, uh... you know. <laughs> That's the thing about being a Scarlet fan. You just don't know. Like you yeah. just, you just don't know what. Like you look at the Cardiff game the other week, which again, you look at the fixture list. How are we playing you so soon? Yeah, after yes, we played the other week. Yeah, you yes. know what I mean. It's crazy. Um, but it's weird. But yeah, this how year, how, isn't how it? did we win that yeah. game? Yeah. Um, how how are we playing you straight after the World Cup, and no, three weeks later we're playing you again. Honestly, the, the domestic season this year has been has been so it's good. It's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> affected by the World Cup in terms of the fixture list, and it's not going to get much easier because you know yeah. as soon as the good players or you know the superstars start coming yeah. back, it's Six Nations time, and off they go again. Like, yeah, and again, the injury list we have. You know, you you look at the first two games of the season. Our our shining light was Tane Plumtree. Mm. Head and shoulders above any other Scarlet player at the start of the season, and now he's out to April. Yes. Was he? Did he come over here injured? Is, is that's what leaves me? No, he, he injured himself against um, against. I think it was against Cardiff, or or was he against? No, the game they gave after the week after it was. Or was he not 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 carrying a niggle? Maybe which got worse. No, despite... no, you could you could see he put a he put a big hit in, and you could see him getting up holding his shoulder, and that's where it's come from. I um, so, but I, but I, I don't know, but. I, I saw him in Tesco in August and he had a black eye, so, you know, <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might have caveat that. That's probably Mikey, that is. <laughs> what do you suggest? What he, was, he, was, uh, he was walking, uh, he was walking along, like Nick, Nick Tompkins, and well, like, I swear to God, if Mikey had been in that room, it would have been... Uh... Well... I'd have politely declined the invitation to walk into that room and said, thank you, boys, you carry on. 
I'll get my I'll get my shopping in somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Asda or Waitrose, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Waitrose. It, it is good to see from the other. It is good to see from the other regions that you know there, there is a bit or something about them. I just I'm just hoping and praying that we find that bit as well, because like I said, it just feels like they're just going through the motions, and uh, it's hard. If you can just find it after this weekend, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Like watch... I, I, I genuinely can't see it. see anything but a Cardiff win. As a coach, you're not supposed to give much weight, but you look at Dwayne Peel in interviews over the last few weeks, and it's been like, you know, he himself has been flat. Like, you know, is yeah. it, like, you know, is, is there something going on that, we, well, that we're not seeing? Like, as uh, with, with, is his position tenable? Like, I've, you know? I've said to you for years, Mike, you know, there's coaches have come and gone down there, yet we seem to still have a core of the squad that won the league in 2017. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've moved on seven seven years down the line and we're still not, you know, still not see, looking see, to, see to the future. Yeah. Like, say, the, again, I don't like the bash players, but, you know, players like Steph Evans, you know, surely there's better wingers in the Premiership than him. You know, he's got all the heart in the world, but you know, you've got to think: is is he that? Is he at that level anymore? I mean, you you would run with Tom Rogers and Ryan Combia before you look at a Steph Evans, really. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. I, I'm I'm a massive fan of Ryan Combia. I think he deserves a lot more than what he's having. Yo, Johan Lloyd comes in. He's far too good for us at the moment. <laughs> you know, he's he's absolutely class. But then he's he's, he's behind a pack that is going backwards and a backline that doesn't know what to do with the ball. I wonder with uh, touching on Dwayne Peel's like <laughs> dismay in interviews, if it's just the fact that you know he's come from Ulster, albeit via Cardiff, but you know he's come from an Irish setup to a Welsh setup, and he's probably just sort of looking at the differences and being like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. And, and he, he came at the real <laughs> start of the real start of the doom spiral as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he he sort of yeah. steined. Just before the the uh, participation agreement ran out, didn't he? And uh, he's got less money to deal with than maybe he thought he would. And next season, fucking hell, boys, is getting worse, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. What I've never Surely understood the... is what I've never understood. How you expect to do more with less? I mean, like that's what breaks me. Like, I mean, not just with, with rugby, of course. You know, this this whole yeah. purpose is why we we are here together tonight discussing these things. Yeah. Was the, the the threat of ruining more with less? And when we're seeing a player run us, it goes back to players like George and you know Joe Hawkins and them players that are leaving Wales. They have to. They they, they have to secure their future. Yeah. It's mad, yeah, isn't it? No like, about it. You you essentially retire from your well paid job and you're our age, and then you move into something yeah. that's yeah. probably not going to pay as well. You know, the rest of us, we we're probably going to be earning the bigger bucks when we're you know in our late fifties, early sixties, like you know. Look! Look how many players actually go either went to TV or coaching when they finished. The percentage is oh. so low. Uh, so you know, you can't blame any one of them wanting to secure their futures. Absolutely not, not at all. I mean, the draw, the draw of playing for Wales that was keeping players here for so long is just it's, it's so far down for professional Welsh players now on on the on the list of like reasons to stay in Wales. Well, do you, you know, know I, when your job is can retire you at any next outing, you, you just got to make the money where you can. I think it might be a bit more complicated than that because, like, if you think about the players who have moved. They've probably had enough Wales caps now that it's like, you know what, well, I've played fucking 75 times of Wales. Like, you know. Except Joe Hawkins. And Max Llewellyn. But like Joe Hawkins, to be fair to him, is on like 20 grand a year. <laughs> like, yeah, he's on the academy on, contract. He, he, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a different conversation of it at a different time, but I think, wasn't it? Like, the but the... Oh, it's, it's, sorry, Mike. Yeah, it's just the, the comment I was making was more, was more towards the younger players who are leaving, like, you know, Okay, Jared wasn't really close to the Welsh setup, but you know he still is young enough to have a career in Wales and be a Cardiff club legend. Just like you know, Dylan Lewis has gone, um, Hawkins to Exeter, Cluellen to Gloucester, you know, Zamet in Gloucester. Well, how amazing would it be if he came to the Welsh region? But I just can't see that happening. Um, you, you know, you've got the likes of um, Anscombe going to. Japan oh, injured know, his groin this the twilight week. of his career, but I still think he's quality. Oh yeah, that's that's another bit of news. So yeah, I just I just feel like yeah, you know, the whole 
doom spiral has been happening in Wales has probably just made a lot of people mm. players think, oh, you know, I'm not close to a to a, a uh, high yeah, tier. I'll, I'll come back in three years, here. sort of thing. Yeah, no, yeah. That could be on the scale for Hawkins because he's he's in that position to maybe maybe to be able to do so. But I mean, we're not there to say about um, uh, Lucas Usamit. He's going to have to come back to Wales eventually. Yeah. Well, has he actually, in, a, in a very short space of time? Because he's not really, he should be close to twenty five. I think I was say, I think he might have already done it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So he won't, he won't, he won't need to go backwards. That's the point. Which, Biz, as, as Max Cullen played for Gloucester yet? Uh, yeah, he's got a couple of pieces off the bench. Yeah. Be a shame if he doesn't get a lot of game time. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's, it, it, to be fair, the, the centres there aren't doing great themselves at the moment, so I think he will get a few opportunities. Mm. I think he's... Um, obviously, Chris Harris is there in the centre, isn't he? So yeah. he's quite a mainstay, but yeah, he should get a few, few good games under his belt. Right then, lads. Shall we do next weekend then before we get kicked off the internet by uh, by the powers that be? <laughs> um, again, we'll start with one that's not going to take a lot of discussion. Um, Dragons are away to Lions uh, at Saturday at five minutes past three. Uh, Lions in 10th place, Dragons in 15th. Last weekend, the Lions hammered Zebra uh, and Dragons got hammered by the Sharks. Can anyone see that go in any other way that a... Uh, Yes. You said yes. <laughs> I did. Mikey, the, 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 pod, the pod optimist. Go on, bud. What's going to happen? Oh, Dragons by, by about three, I think. Dragons by three. Okay. We'll, we'll, the, we'll read the coach, the coach comes on last minute penalty. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a strong bottle of Karev. I won't lie. It is. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's gone straight to my head, boys. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm going all out saying Dragons by within a score. Let's not put a number on it. Let's just say within a score. Whatever that is, remains to be seen. Awesome. Uh, Ospreys are away to Benetton. Uh, Benetton themselves had a narrow win away to Edinburgh last weekend. And Ospreys, of course, beat Scarlets. That's at half past seven. Uh, Benetton six in the league. Ospreys ninth. Could be close, but I'd, I'd expect Benetton to come through that one. 54-man nah. squad, Benetton, I've got this year. <laughs> Benetton by 12. Oh, stop it, will you? Yeah, I think, I think Benetton by more than a score. Benetton at home and Ostrays have already said that they're going to rotate their squad. So oh. they're going to go out there with a weaker squad. <laughs> Jesus, are they? Yeah, I know. I, to, Toby Booth said today that he's going to rotate the squad. For, he's going to make to a play go backwards, to is he? So. Like... <laughs> It's, it's all like, it's all like turning the pants inside out, is it? Like, it's, my, 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 keep you happy. Reese Henry starting the yes. 10. Get on, Reese Henry. Our Lord and Saviour. Get yeah. him in it. Um, right. have... no, what they mean is, what they mean by rotating the squad, they're going to put the backs in the forwards and the forwards in the backs. That's yeah. how they're going to do it. Yeah. Squeeze a bit of extra life out of them. Uh, right. Yeah. Hands up. How many of us are going to Cardiff versus Scarlets on Saturday? Yeah, I'll be there. Me and Biz. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll go to I'll go to Ed first on this one, then we'll get some impartiality later. How do you see how I'm going, Ed? Oh, uh, five five nil card win. I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Uh, well, five five league points, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we know. So uh, the, the hammering is on, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think. Uh, that victory last weekend is the kind of um, the catalyst. It's, it's our version of Scarlet's last season. You Oof. know, that's the game that's going to tip tip us over into a, a full fueled rugby behemoth. You do your first, uh, Biz. No what stop, are you? What no are you saying? Us now? Uh, I, I stand by what I say. I think uh, I, I can't see us getting the result. I'm going to go Cardiff by twelve. Awesome. All right, Mikey. As, well, this makes three of us, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> All right. I mean, I, if if you made me pick, right, I think I would say that you hate Scarlets more than you hate Cardiff. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I wouldn't say it's an, an unbiased, but you're the least biased of the lot of us. I think. You reckon? <laughs> yeah. Let's put that to a vote. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I can't see anything else other than a, than a Cardiff win. Oh, fair enough. 
Uh, the problem I've got, right, is I've got myself into this habit now of before every game, I think that we'd be in a position where we could win and then ultimately balls it up. And I honestly thought it was going to happen again last week. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be the same. With 75 minutes gone, the game could still go either way. Uh, and it's a question, really. So, say, so what you're saying is, right, Samson, he's going to, Something he's making a dramatic return to the match at age 23. <laughs> mm. so I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a hiding. I don't think it'll be a tuning, but I, I do generally think you'll, you'll win it comfortably. The, um, I, I tell you what, I, it, it sort of makes you want to get a season ticket on the South Terrace because like, you always end up with the way fans on the North. I like when, yeah. when Scarlet's and Dragons are in town, oh my God, like just, <laughs> just <laughs> shut up for a minute, like <laughs> try to concentrate. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it's good fun over on North Terrace, mind you. It, it is, it is boisterous. Oh, it's great, it's great. I love it. Uh, that, that's where you're headed, is it, Biz? Yeah, that's where I'll be on the North Terrace, right? So yeah. we'll uh, we'll meet up, we'll have a couple of points. Uh, but bunch of you going down or? Uh, no, it's normally just uh, me and I think me and Rod's one of the other boys I know is uh, okay. is coming down this weekend. So just two of us. Oh, lovely stuff. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll find plenty of your own. Uh, making yeah, well, there'll be a few there. Yeah, for sure. It's close to a sellout now, isn't it? So that's the, that's what Carl is saying today. Yeah, apparently they are threatening that it's uh, it's going to sell out. So uh, that'd be nice. It's uh, yeah, it would definitely. Yeah. Quick, quick question then on on that then. Uh, on it being a sellout. How come? What, what's, what's everyone's thoughts on this being close on a sellout? What's, what's the catalyst sort of for all these ticket sales? Is it the fact that it's a derby game? Is it a fact that it's a derby around the Christmas period, we'll call it? Or is it a fact that Cardiff has been on, on a pretty good trajectory after yeah. last weekend and sort of generate that bit more interest? I, I think the issue with there, Mike, is that there is no rhyme or reason for it because it's the three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And it's, you know, it's, it's just crazy. You know, you'd think it, about a better time, you'd have more chance of a sellout. And then you get three o'clock when all local rugby's been played and it's close to a sellout. How, how do you work that out? I think actually mm, um, Cardiff management have said they like a Friday night game in terms of ticket sales. Um, I, I've It's quite rare these days we get a Saturday afternoon one. So I don't know, maybe it does come into it. But to me, I think the biggest factor is that just so many Scarlet's fans live in Poncana. So <laughs> Scarlet's team lives in Poncana. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All, their, all their roommates are covered. Um, yeah, maybe the win is yeah. uh, help ticket sales, but I, I think it's just Derby Day stuff, really. Scarlet's Cardiff in, in Cardiff has always been well attended, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, no, it's no difference. I, I've never seen her under 10,000 and it's, I, I sell out these days is 12.5. So yes, yeah, it's, it's almost close to that. All right, lads. Um, so it's going to be last one out to the like. Oh, I, yeah. hundred um, percent. I think helicopter and pitch invasion. If we win though, I'm uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mikey didn't know what hit him last, uh, last night. <laughs> no, no, I'm seeing that, th- I'm seeing that kind of thing since uh, Ponty be blessed uh, inside this road. Yeah. Right, Dan. Yeah, we did over-celebrate a victory against a depleted uh, <laughs> Stormers team. It would be nice. <laughs> um, any forbidden loves, lads? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's only forbidden love because we should hate everything that he does. But my forbidden love is for Owen Farrell's uh, retort to um to the ref i can't remember who the ref was now it was luke pearson wasn't it? but no. uh, uh yeah that's it <laughs> yeah i just thought um i just thought the brother red touched on this as well and i just thought it was great because like refs are now just like that one quick thing is just getting so tedious from referees and i just thought owen farrell's just be well it's always been rude to me yeah <laughs> it was just uh uh yeah, they they can't. It's they're great. They're, they're, all, they're, like, they're all trying to be nice, aren't happens, they? But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I think, I just I think reason is forbidden. I think why I love it is because it, both of them look like dickheads. <laughs> 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 like nobody's quite that yeah. good of it. <laughs> like oh, oh, no. Farrell, look, like just like why are you being rude to me? Like it's such a like. <laughs> 
like a <laughs> schoolboy way of saying it, you know. <laughs> mm. um, uh, but yeah, that's that's for me. This week tickled me. I've uh, I've got one, but it's from somebody else's perspective. Uh, when I was waiting to go into the ground on Friday for the Cardiff game, um, I saw a familiar face walking towards me, wearing a blue hooped top. And that person was none other than Mikey Harris. <laughs> uh, it was oh, yeah. it's happening. It's happening. The cracks are appearing. Yeah. I believe the it, line uh, was if you yeah, can't it, beat them, join them. Blue's my favorite colour, didn't you know? Didn't you know that Mikey was a big, big Cardiff fan? Even even in my phone. I'll I'll uh, I'll show you what oh, I got his profile picture under. Stop it, will you? So in, <laughs> in my phone. Can you see that? Hang on, hold on. No, they can't. Go yeah. back a little. Oh, they can't. Oh, there he is. Yeah, no, I got him, yeah. 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 That, that's, that, that's, the, that's his profile picture. You're an utter brute, Liam. You're not a brute, right? And we can all on. Every time he phones me, oh. the Cardiff badge pops up. Do, 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 you, want to see, do, you, want to, do you want to see what pops up when you ring me? <laughs> Just show, show the boys what pops up when you ring me. PG, Michael. Definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> off forbidden for yeah. love. Yeah, watch, watch this. I don't know if you can make that out right, but... But have a look at that. What, what a guy. What a guy. Would you like to tell the listeners who that is, at a pic- <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll tell you all who it is. Right, you need to go and Google this, right? Franz Maluba, right? Our friend Liam here, right? Is, is, they were separated at birth, no less, right? <laughs> Liam and Franz Maluba. I'm sure his name was, should have been Liam Maluba, right? Or his Franz Price, one of them. I'm not sure. Right? But on it, you go Google it. They separated at birth. Just do a bit of moonlight in this all, Michael. Is it? Yeah, now and again. And there's a there's a picture of you in a South Africa jersey somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. World World Cup World Cup World Cup Day 2015. The uh, 2019 when they 19 uh, it was 19. Sorry. When they beat England in the final. Yeah. So. I have to dig that picture out for the pod. Yeah. For the I will. The I will do. Love Good me, man. <laughs> all right, then, boys. Any any other shout outs or forbidden loves, or we uh, call near a night. Uh, you got a bit of a bit in love, maybe like uh, I don't know. John, Johnny Williams giving up his shirt to Kieran Williams from the weekend. I <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, I Johnny still in his pocket. Yeah, he had oh, his pocket on, on on Tuesday I and found, uh, found him. I found a Kieran Williams in the heart. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm much much the other way around. I think. And that's how you say, Michael. Lovely stuff. <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm not. Daft, I'm not daft enough to think that uh, Johnny Williams is better. Like. I, I, I do wonder. Right, then. I do wonder if the Johnny Williams ship might have sailed. Actually, like he was excellent in those uh, Wales England matches under Pivac, but since then, I know he's been injured. But we, I don't think we've seen him hit those heights at all. Really, have we? No, I agree. Hey, I, I, again, it's just a quick one. It's, it's the scarless factor. I'm sure of it because. You look at Gareth Davis in the World Cup. He looked a different player than he has oh, been for a long time. Gareth Davis he loves World back. Cups. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, come, comes, yeah, comes back and he's nowhere near where he was. But yeah. uh, how do we know that? All we've seen is like selection from Peel. That's what's all we've seen. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Isn't well, you know, is 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 does does Peel favour Blacker? Like you know, uh, you wouldn't because Blacker's in the Dragons. Oh, Cardi. Well, he was in the Scarlet Zone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Come on, Michael. You're we've, than that. we've been it's podcasting getting, getting on that with it. too late. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah this, this time last this, year, Mikey, this... that would have been right. <laughs> uh, right then, yeah. See, because it's, it's a birthday episode. It's the yeah. birthday episode, it's right? So it's a loose episode. Rem- reminiscing of days gone by. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. just to say uh, a sincere thank you to everybody who's uh, listened to us over the last year. I think we've built a nice little, yeah. little uh, community. We actually did appear in somebody's uh, Spotify Unwrapped. Uh, by the way, favorite podcast. Did we? Oh. Yeah, yeah. What's so, what's one of them? What's one of on mine as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't was, mine. Was I the one? No, it was, it was actually a good friend of the pod, Reese DT. Uh, oh, up. amazing! Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, we've met some new friends along the way, haven't we? On nights out, Mikey, we've uh, ensnared yeah. some new listeners. So um, again, thanks to everybody. Go in the pod and in. in... Sorry, Mike, I interrupted you. In, in fact, there was a bit of a few messages now and again from a few uh, a few of the boys who do listen in. So maybe this is worth a shout out to uh, Tristan, who we met in 11 mm. after the Wales and England game. 
a couple of messages uh, back and forth. And he um, sent me a message uh, this yeah, today, in fact, uh, on about the um, the reference to the roof. The roof, the roof is on fire <laughs> last week. Uh, that's that's, and, who, uh, that's who you get him in. And exactly in that. And his cousin Owen uh, is is a regular as well because uh, he had a few messages last night off off Owen as well about that uh, little pub in uh, Aberai Run we've frequented from time to time. So uh, we're trying to plan in uh, a few Guinness in that cosy little pub in on on the Arbor front there in Aberai Run. That'll be nice. Excellent. So yeah, there's there's plenty more to come though. Um, we'll try our best, like we did last season, to cover maybe some of the more age grade things as well as the season goes on. Uh, that was a lot of fun, actually. Ed last year wasn't it? When we popped down to uh, popped down to Port yeah. Albert for that uh, Osprey's Cardiff under eighteen's <laughs> game. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll try our best. Was, uh, there's yeah, there's always so much to come, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So thanks yeah. everybody for listening. Um, like and share whatever they say these days, and we'll see you next time. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>